So hi, everybody. My name is Cheryl, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And as of the last time I weighed myself, I had released over 120 pounds. So um, I'm going to tell you what my life was like before OA and then what happened and what my life is like now. So like many people on the line, I can look back to see when I first remember compulsively overeating um, for me to give me ease and comfort. And what I remember is um, I came from a family that lived in Buffalo, New York, grew up in a neighborhood where we, know, where we knew everybody. I had lots of friends. But when I was 11, my dad um, moved us to California. And I remember on the trip across the United States, we ate out at restaurants for every single meal. And, you know, I just love that. And then when we got to California, um, I had trouble making friends. And the people at my new school were kind of um, what would be considered bullies today. You know, they called us names, they made fun of us, and we had a candy sale at, at our new school, and I remember eating the entire box of chocolates, and not only eating the whole box of chocolates, but stealing money from my father to pay for it, and then I'm pretty sure I bought more chocolate after that, stealing more money, because I didn't get an allowance or anything. So way, way back, I remember getting ease and comfort from food. In that case, it was a box of chocolates. Um, also, at that age, my parents took me to the doctor, and the doctor held up a height and weight chart for me and my mother to look at. And he showed her that I was, you know, off the chart as far as my weight. And then um, he told her that I needed to be on a diet. So uh, my parents put me on a diet at 11. And my brother, too, because my brother was a big guy and he was playing football and they wouldn't let him play because he weighed too much. But at the same time, my mom would buy some junk food and tell my brother and me that that was for everybody else in the house and we couldn't eat it. So, you know, I did what everybody else, of course, would do in that situation, which would be steal the food, go up in my room, eat it, and then hide the evidence for it. So way back at 11, I was doing that. And, you know, that diet didn't work very much because I remember the next time that I noticed my weight was uh, a, a few years later. And, of course, I weighed more. And at that time, I was a, a, a synchronized swimmer. And I had a coach who would weigh us in every week. And so every Saturday, I would have to bicycle to practice because my parents, you know, thought exercise was going to be one way that I could lose the weight. So I'd bicycle a couple of miles to practice, weigh in, be told by my coach that I was too fat, and then, um, you know, have our swim practice where the whole time I'm just thinking I'm too fat, and then uh, bicycle home. So this continued. You know, I would be on diets, and then I would weigh more. So the next time I remembered weighing myself, I was, you know, 20 pounds heavier than that, and so on and so forth until um, one day as an adult, um, I was 323.8 pounds at my highest weight. So at, at that point, um, at least for me, 
I had trouble keeping myself clean. You know, the big books talks about how this is injurious. So physically injurious. I, I mentioned that I had trouble keeping myself clean. I remembered my husband and I went for a walk one day and it was maybe a 10th of a mile down the street and my shins had shooting pains. I had trouble walking upstairs. I had sleep apnea. I had high blood pressure. And um, not to mention the fact how injurious it was to my wallet because, you know, I was always paying for new diet schemes. And I had many clothing sizes in my in my closet because when you get bigger, you know, you just buy the next size clothes. So, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, anyway, so none of those diet schemes worked. And I tried plenty of them. Um, I tried all the name brand diets. In fact, that was the last diet I was on before I found OA. I was actually on it for um, five years at the time when um, I took any excuse to get off of it. And for me, that excuse was my dad was diagnosed with cancer. So I said to myself, well, my dad is sick. I can eat whatever I want. And normal people don't say things like that for, you know, it was just an excuse so that I could eat compulsively without um, any remorse, although I had remorse, of course. So I spent the next four years, you know, eating and binging and um, feeling sorry for myself and all those things. And that's when I found OA. So um, for me, finding OA was kind of, you know, strange because uh, my husband's in another 12-step program and I actually saw him recover from his which was alcohol and he's been recovered for five years now and um, there's another family member who's uh, I'm worried about his alcoholism so he his wife and I are really good friends anyway we went we were going to Al-Anon together and I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it and she wasn't getting what she wanted out of it and right then like a lightning bolt it hit me why didn't you try OA? I had never tried it before. And and that probably sounds strange to many of you who have been in it for years or even decades. But for me, I had never considered that. So when I first started looking at OA, I was doing it as another diet program. You know, I had this weight to lose and maybe OA would be the solution to my problems. So I um, started going to meetings, and when I was in the different rooms, I heard you want to try to try six, six different meetings till you find the one that you like. So I liked every meeting that I went to. I went to a meditation meeting. I thought that was great. I went to a woman's only meeting. I thought that was great. I went online to a Zoom meeting and was, you know, online with people from Scotland. I thought that was great. But the thing that a lot of these meetings had in common were uh, when, it, when it came for time for sponsors to announce, there weren't that many sponsors on those meetings. And I really wanted a sponsor because I didn't know what I was doing. I remember reading the first step to my husband and I said, 
we admitted we were powerless over food. And I said, yeah, I could probably do that. And that our lives had become unmanageable. And I said, well, my life's not unmanageable. And different people have different experiences. But for me, you know, the where I was, I had a good job. I'm a teacher. I own a house in Southern California. I uh, have family all around me. Uh, I get along well with my family. I talk to everybody. And I have a master's degree. But he said to me something that I had never even considered. He said, no, your life is unmanageable around food. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's true. Because all those years I had been on those diets, I had never once stopped thinking obsessively about food the entire time. And for me, what that meant was, let's say I was doing a program where you um, buy a lot of processed foods from the program and you weigh in every week. Well, I would, you know, shell out my money, buy all those processed frozen foods and shelf-stable foods and, you know, proceed to follow my diet for the week, often not following the diet, but just planning for I would weigh in and then I was going to binge eat for a little bit and then I would go back on the diet. So that's how I ruled my life. So I mentioned that last diet I was on was five years. In five years time, someone who is 320 pounds could lose the weight if they were disciplined enough to stay on the diet. But that's my problem is my, I had no willpower. And I learned that was because I was powerless, which goes back to that first step. So here I was looking for a sponsor and I couldn't find a sponsor anywhere. Um, finally, I went to Facebook and I was, look, you know, joined a couple of groups on Facebook. I mentioned that I was looking for a sponsor. Someone reached out to me and that person told me I was too dependent on a food plan. And then um, the next person that reached out to me told me she was full up, but that she would help me find a sponsor. And we, after we hung up the phone, I thought, finally, someone's going to help me find a sponsor. She called me back two minutes later and told me that she was going to sponsor me after um, pausing and meditating on it. Her higher power told her that she was, she was the right sponsor for me. And actually she has been my sponsor to this day. And Every morning I practice gratitude and I'm one of the things I'm grateful for is OA and the other thing is my sponsor. So what happened was um, she spoke to me a little bit about um, how she sponsors and she sponsors through the big book. So um, she encouraged me to get a big book. So I did that. I got a hard copy of the big book and she asked me to read from the big book and um, listen to a recording. And if I identified with compulsive eating, to give her a call back in a couple of days and we would start taking the steps. So whenever I was reading in the big book, I would just substitute the words um, compulsive overeater wherever it said alcoholic or um, binge for or, you know, whatever it applies. And as I read, I made a lot of connections with how I used food, just the way an alcoholic uses alcohol. And um, 
that's when I remembered back to when I was 11, when I first started using food. So um, one of the things we talked about was how there's degrees of alcoholism. There's a hard drinker, moderate drinker, and chronic drinker. And the same thing for compulsive eating. There's um, the moderate compulsive eater, you know, that might overeat once in a while at a special occasion. And then they just, you know, go back to eating normally. And then there's um, a hard compulsive eater where uh, they might be significantly overweight. They might uh, overeat many, many times. But if a doctor told them, hey, you've got this, for example, for me, it was you know, sleep apnea or hypertension. If a doctor says you can get rid of these by losing weight, well, then that moderate or hard eater might stop. That's enough. They might be scared into stopping and they can do it because they still have willpower. Well, I've been told all that, but nothing helped me. So I, I'm a chronic compulsive eater. And if I hadn't found this program, I, I am positive that this illness is progressive and fatal. And for me, it would have become more and more injurious. Um, and we kind of know what can happen to someone who keeps eating themselves silly because they're chronic. So for me, we took the first three steps. And we moved pretty quickly. So I, I mentioned the first step already, but um, the second step we took together was came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And so all these times I had tried all these diets, right? So for me, I had to kind of say, well, you know what? Maybe there is somebody or something out there that is a power greater than myself. You know, obviously what I've tried hasn't worked. So she, my sponsor was relieved of her compulsion. And if I surrendered to this belief that something is stronger than me and can relieve me of this obsession like she had, then maybe I also could be relieved of my obsession. So the third one was to made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. So you just had to be willing, she told me. And I was always willing. You know, I was, I'm a very open-minded person, I believe. I'm, so I said, you know what, I'm willing to do that. So at the end of those first three steps, um, I had my assignment to do my fourth step, which was the inventory. And I remembered when I was taking this inventory being very fearful. Right. Five-minute gentle reminder. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I was so fearful when I took this because I not only was taking this inventory, but I was going to have to tell somebody else some of these horrible things that I had done. You know, I mentioned that I stole from my father, but there were some other things in there that I had regrets about, and I had all these resentments. And here I am thinking I was a pretty good person. And just because you have an inventory that – um you have resentments and you have character defects involved in them doesn't mean you're a bad person. What it meant for me was these character defects were the reason why I turned to food for ease and comfort, the way an alcoholic turns to alcohol. 
And once I learned that I have these character defects and that, that there's a solution in this program to help me deal with them, that's when I became, be, started to become recovered. Now, I wasn't recovered yet. So we went ahead through the steps. Um, and I told her and God and myself all these things that I had done. I took step six and seven on my own. I was ready to have God or my Howard power remove all these defects of character, and I humbly asked him to remove them. So the next step, of course, was step eight, where I had to make a list of the people I had harmed, and then step nine, I had to make direct amends to them. So my very first amends was to a coworker, and um, I was, again, very fearful of this amends, uh, but I made it, and I got through it, and the, the particular way this sponsor works is you make your first amends and then you move on to steps 10, 11, and 12. And she explained it to me by saying, if we waited to make amends for all the things we've done, we would never become recovered. And we would never get to steps 10, 11, and 12, particularly step 12, which is where we help other people. So again, I'm just following the directions of my sponsor and I'm doing whatever she says. And I'm grasping for whatever she has because nothing had worked for me. I'm 57 years old, so for 46 years I've been doing this, right? So um, that's what happened. I I am now in, living in steps 10, 11, and 12. When something crops up, I do a step 10 immediately. I ask uh, my higher power to remove whatever character defects are involved. I tell my sponsor about it. I um, do some prayers. Uh, I love the serenity prayer. I love the acceptance prayer. And then I um, try to help somebody. And then step 11, I um, spend time in the morning and time in the evening in prayer and meditation. Um, prayer is when I'm speaking to my higher power and meditation is when I am listening for what my higher power has, has to tell me. And that leads me to step 12. And step 12 is my favorite step because that is where I get to help other people. So having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive eaters, which is what I'm doing right now, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And believe me, I am not a perfect person. In fact, uh, yesterday I was feeling a little wonky is how I put it. And my sponsor pointed out to me when we feel wonky, that's just a reminder of what we've been going through and um, where we could easily be if we don't work our steps every single day. So um, I'm going to wrap up by saying that, uh, especially tonight, right? I was not prepared to speak tonight, but uh, an opportunity came up and I took it. And when I first attended meetings, I did so quietly. I, I didn't announce myself. I um, then I moved to where I would announce myself. Then I moved to doing service. And then I moved, you know, it's a progression. So wherever you are, try to do that next step, that next right thing. And if opportunities present themselves, that's probably your higher power nudging you to do the next right thing. So um, I wanna thank you for giving me the opportunity to do my 12 step service tonight. I am a recovered available sponsor. Um, my phone number is 951. 544-1630. I live in Southern California, so that's Pacific Standard Time. 
Uh, you can text me anytime. If you call me, it'll just go right to voicemail. So text me first. Um, I'd have to put you in my contacts. I also have WhatsApp for international. I am very happy to help, even if it's just outreach, even if you just want to hear, you know, not take that next compulsive bite and maybe talking to somebody will help you. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak tonight. And um, I guess that's all. Thank you.